Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Look at verse 26 through 33. Amen. In the sixth, in the in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God in unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin and spouse, to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not. Mary, for thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Amen. Precious Lord, speak through me about the greatest birth. And what it meant. And what it still means today. Father, use me as your mouthpiece as you use Mary as your vessel to declare what thus saith the Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He shall be great. And then, you know, when I was looking at that, I said, that, that's something. God didn't say, or the angel Gabriel didn't say that Jesus was going to be famous. Amen. Okay? He, he didn't say he was going to be popular. Did he? He said he was going to be great. Okay? He said he is going to be great. And he is great. Amen. And he's to, he's to be greatly praised. He's to be greatly worshipped. He's to be greatly loved. Because he's great. Somebody, somebody sing a song. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. He came into this earth to die for our sins. But in his dying, we ought to worship him. Amen. We ought to serve him. We ought to honor him. And that's what Jesus came to do. And if you are here today. And you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I, I, I'm not saying you, you, you call yourself a Christian or, or I've been, I go to church. No, if you know him as Lord and Savior and he has delivered you and made you the promise of heaven, then he is worthy to be praised. Amen. He is worthy to be praised. Let me, let me read another verse talking about, talking about this name Jesus. Okay? And, and, and they would name the babies on the eighth day. In the Jew, Jewish custom, they would name the baby after they circumcised them. Then they would name the males. They, I don't know how they did the females. They, but on a male child, he was to be circumcised on the eighth day. And 
given his name. Okay? So it says here in Luke 2.21, it says, And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived. How important are names? How important are names? So we, something like I say, you know, Ray and Stephanie have named their child. Uh, I don't know, Blurry, you got a name for your child already? Okay, already. And, and, and those names should be important to you. Okay? When you think of names, when you think of names, I, I, don't, I don't even have to give a last name or you can just use a last name, but some names just resonate. If I say Rosa, most folks in here would say, Rosa Parks. If I say Elvis, most folks are here like, some folks are so famous, and Jesus ain't famous. These folks is famous. They're not great. They might have done great things, but when I talk about great, I think about Jesus. So it's, I, it's hard for me to say, well, you know, he's a great man. When I say OJ, People think, uh-oh. Okay. Okay. If I say Trump, Lord. See, I got a Lord. You know, I might get a Lord. I might get an amen. You know, if I say Obama, I may get the same thing. Okay. If I say Brandon. See, if I say Brandon, I might get a let's go. Lord help us. One of the songs that I enjoy now. Now, this morning when I came to church, I, I, I say, I say, Echo, play Kurt Franklin's Christmas. Okay? One of the, one of the great, great, one of his first albums, a Christmas song, Silver and Gold. I, I just love it. I just love every song. I just thought it was just some of the best music that I've listened to in a long time, and I heard that years ago. But there's another song that he says, and I'm not real big on Kirk Franklin anymore because he's it's like hip hop Kirk Franklin, and I, I I can't take a lot of it. Uh, but he sings a song. Y'all familiar with it? He sang it with Rance Island, and Rance Island passed away last year. Okay, and y'all know the name of the song. It says, "There's something about the name Jesus." Okay, God God knew that. God knew that. And, 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 you know, remember Paul. Remember Paul? Paul? There was a time in Paul's life where his name was Saul. He didn't know nothing about the name Jesus. I mean, when I say that, he knew who Jesus was, but he didn't have no reverence for him. He didn't have no honor for him. He didn't have no praise for it. Okay? Until God opened his heart and opened his mind. Some of us like that. I was like that. I, I was like that. There was a time in my life I had nothing for. You mentioned Jesus and mean nothing to me. Okay? It mean nothing to me. I, gee, I was spiritually dead. Okay? I was spiritually corpse. I was a spiritual corpse. Things of God didn't matter to me. Preaching of the word didn't matter to me. Ride by church didn't matter to me. Just if it was a funeral, then I go. Okay? But Paul writes this about the name. Philippians, y'all know this verse, Philippians 2 and 9. Paul, Paul writes this. And this is, this is a different, this is Paul, now Saul. 
Paul said, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. Talking about Jesus. Talking about our risen Lord. And he says, and given him a name. And given him a name which is above every name. Amen. That at the name of Jesus. Okay? That at the name of Jesus. Hear me out. Okay? See, you're like, I don't, think, I don't care about the things of God. I don't care about the things of God. You know, I Bible, I'm studying, singing, and listening to Christian songs. That don't mean nothing to me. Let me tell you something. They're going to come a time. Okay? Say it. That every knee shall bow. Okay? Now, if, 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 if I'm hearing this on Sermon Audio on Facebook, I would, get, I would start doing some knee bends. I would start doing some spiritual knee bends. You can do them on the wall. You know, just back up to the wall. I see folks do them at the gym. Put something. Let's do it. Because, you see, you got to get some knees ready because they're going to bow. Okay? They're going to bow. And it would be a good thing if you start bowing now because you don't want you, you, know, you don't know what's going to happen when you bow for the first time. Okay? Well, I'm going to tell you that. I'm just being honest with you. That at the name of Jesus, Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Amen. Okay? Let me tell you something. I, I, I'm an obituary reader. I, I, I read the obituaries. And, and if your obituary, let me tell you something. If all your obituary says is that you love sports and gardening, you got hell to pay. Okay, you need to write it out now and see what's missing. Because, you know, in your obituary, you know what I mean? It says, I, I want mine to say something. Okay, I, want my, I don't want mine to say nothing about working out and bodybuilding and fishing. I wanted to say, this man, Amen. this man loved the Lord and was faithful and was just and was devout and was waiting on the Lord to come. Okay. And then you may want to put down some family stuff if you want to. Okay? Amen. But that needs to go first. Amen. Okay? Amen. Why? Because every knee shall bow of things in heaven and in earth and things under the earth. Okay? Mm-hmm. Not, only, not only is every knee going to bow. Not only should you get your knees exercised. Okay? Not only should you get your knees exercised, you need to get that tongue exercised. Alright? Now, I, I know, I know, I, I stand up here, listen, I, I, I stand accused. I'm like Isaac Hayes. I stand accused. Okay? I am not a singer. Alright? And I know I'll be messing up some songs, and I know Sylvia better take a lot for her not to turn around and say, Pastor, you messing this song up. Alright? Because I know I'm messing it up. All right, but let me tell you something. Okay, I'm gonna start singing now. I'm gonna start singing now because you know what? When you get to heaven, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna sing. You're gonna sing. See, heaven. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. So, so if if your knees ain't bowing here and your tongue ain't confessing here. 
You're going to be like the man at the wedding ceremony when he showed up and, and they didn't have all the right garment. And, and the Bible says when the God confronted him, he was speechless. See, God is going to expect you to have something to say when you get to heaven. Okay? You can't be speechless before God. He's going to say, you know, what did you do with my son, Jesus Christ? Okay? And you don't, you don't want to be like the man with the, had the one talent. And buried it in the sand. Buried it in the dirt. Every tongue shall confess. Confess what? That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. How about that? At the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Not only is the name name great. It is greatly to be praised. But the name is Powerful. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. We was looking at this on Wednesday night. Listen, it embodies the greatest power ever known. Let me give you the verse. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, Matthew 1, 23, and shall bring forth a son. Not might bring forth a son. Shall bring forth a son. See, there's a lot of shells in here. Okay? Shells in the Bible mean it's going to happen. Behold, a virgin shall be with child. How's a virgin going to have a child? Don't worry about it. It's a God thing. Okay? And not only is he going to have a child, she's going to bring forth a son. And then guess what they didn't have back then? See, Stephanie and, and, and Gloria, they can go to the doctor and get a sonogram and they go, ooh, ooh, what is it? What is it? You know, then they can have one of, what do they call them when they blow up stuff and they come out blue or pink? Okay? Pretty soon they're going to have three colors. Black. Okay? I ain't going to none of them. Jesus didn't have no gender reveal party. This is supposed to be a Christmas message. It's getting good, ain't it? Is it all right? Merry Christmas. Behold! A virgin shall be with child. How's that possible? See? See, some of y'all, I ain't no way a virgin had a child. I used to think like that. Know why? Because I was lost. Amen. I was spiritually dead. Spiritual things didn't mean nothing to me. Because the spirit, you need to have a spirit in you to understand spiritual things. Okay? That's a bunch of hogwash. Get out of here with that stuff. No. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. Not only a child, but a son. And they, who's the they? They shall call his name Emmanuel. The they is Joseph and Mary. See, see, I talk about Mary a lot because you know, some people say, I don't know why God called Mary. God called Mary because Mary, Mary was going to be about her business. Okay? See, when you get a call, she can call somebody else. And I'm not saying God, God is never wrong. He called Mary because he knew who Mary was. He knew her before the foundation of the world. Amen. All right? But he called Mary and he said, you are, you are chosen among women. See, you got women today. You got women today. They say, well, I don't like the name Jesus. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you know, I understand God wanted me to name, name you Jesus, but you, 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 you look like a whatever. Okay. See, Mary was about her business and Joseph was about his business. God knows who to use. 
And they shall call his name Emmanuel. I love that. What's Emmanuel mean? God is with us. God is with us. You know what? And when you receive Emmanuel as your personal savior, when you receive Emmanuel as your Lord and King, guess what? You got some power. See, folks running around here now. No power. No power. I, 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 you know, ain't nothing like, ain't nothing worse than a powerless Christian. You, got no, you ain't got no power. You ain't got no power over that. Let me tell you, when you receive God as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you got some power because you need some power. You need some power. You got to power your way through life. You got to power your way through marital issues and situations. You got to power your way to go to work every day when you don't want to go to work. You got to power your way to raise these bad kids. And we, when we, when we messing up in the marriage, we try to do it without God. We trying to do what is only possible with God without God. Amen. That don't make no sense. You need some power. Listen, listen, Jeremy, Jeremy hit it this morning. I'm gonna hit it again. John 1, 12. But as many as received him, okay, to them gave he Power to become the sons of God. Amen. Even to them that believe on his name. Let me tell you something. Whenever you get in a situation, you say, I don't think I can do this. Let me tell you something. Ask God Amen. for some power. Get on your knees and bend them knees and say, God, I need some power. What you've asked me to do, what you've called me to do, the situation I'm in, the goals that I've set for myself, I, 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 don't, see, I don't see myself doing them. Listen, let me tell you what God is saying. Mm-hmm. God is saying, you know, you know when you meet, study through Philippians, and we have, and you've heard Philippians 1, 1, 4.13, you know, tap in on it. Make that thing personal. See, take the scriptures and plant them in you and make them personal. See, the Bible, the Bible is a personal book. Our relationship with the Lord is a personal relationship. Then people say, well, you're a religious man. I'm not a religious man. Listen, I'm not a religious man, okay? I have a personal relationship with the Lord, okay? It's personal. And I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. You know, I talk to y'all about spiritualizing everything. I spiritualize everything. You show you give show it to me, and the first thing I'm gonna run it through my spiritual process. Amen. All right. And I was talking about trees. You know, trees, because trees, trees, I got a lot of trees. And one of the things that I think about all the time is when is all the leaves gonna fall off the tree? When am I gonna be done? When are all these leaves? And then I look up in a tree, and God put this on my heart. I said, I look up in the tree. And I see that leaf up there. I say, look at that leaf. It's still hanging. That's a bad leaf. And I say, I want to be like that leaf. I want to be the leaf. If I was a leaf, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be the last leaf to fall. I'm serious. People are like, hey, man, you, you just... Crazy. Yeah, I am. All preachers is crazy. See, what's happening is preachers don't want to be crazy no more. Preachers want to be, you know, they so smooth. See, you know, preachers, I know preachers so smooth. They be like, you know, they so smooth. They tell the whole church, you know, we all going to hell. 
And it ain't so smooth to, to church to say, amen, preacher, I want to go to hell. And they say, we going to hell. It ain't so smooth. Turn to your neighbor. Turn to the right. Turn to the left. Tell, give your neighbor a high five. Tell them we going to hell. And, they, and see, they so smooth. They can convince you that it's okay to go to hell. But I don't want to be like that. Amen. Uh-uh. I want to be crazy. I want to be crazy. Because I want to be the last leaf on the tree. And now people say, well, you, listen, I can, listen. I see a Sylvia look at me. She's, you know, Sylvia, she was, give me a Bible verse for that, Pastor. <laughs> I am the vine. Listen, watch me now, 15.5, John. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringing forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I, I want to hang on to the vine. I want to hang on to the vine. When the storm of the life come and all hell breaking out of my life and you and you going through. Last week, let me tell you something. Last week was one of the most difficult weekends I've ever had physically. I was sick. I was really sick with some kind of stomach thing. And I never felt like that before. And I was like, ugh. How am I going to get through? And I had two services to do yesterday, last, last Sunday. Uh-huh. Okay. And Sunday school. Okay. Guess what? I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me clean. See, God ain't never called nobody, no man of God, no woman of God to be a quitter. Okay. He called us to be powerful because he knew we're going to have some battles. We're going to have some warfare. And this is, this is, this is the message. Okay, here's Paul, the apostle Paul, full of the spirit of God, called by God to be an apostle. Guess what he had to do? Guess what he had to do? He had to make war with his flesh. He had to make war with his thought life. He had to make war with everything. And this was one of the greatest men that ever lived. He says this. He says, but I keep my, he said, I keep under my body and bring it unto subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, now y'all know that verse is dear to me because, I, you know, you in a war every, every day for the man of God, woman of God, you got to battle some stuff. Okay. Now. I use, I use, I got my normal list. I'm not going to even use my normal list of stuff we battle. Okay, because y'all know what it is. I'm going I'm to use this one. Because I'm actually a glutton. Okay? If it, if it was up to me, and, 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 and if I didn't gain any weight, my diet would be horrible. Amen. Okay? I I ride up and down, if I'm riding up and down Market Street and Boardman or somewhere, I can name what I want to eat out of every restaurant I pass. Mm. Okay? Seriously. Okay? If I ride by Katie's Corner, a pint of, you know, I can eat a pint of chocolate pecan ice cream every day. Okay? Jackie, you know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) Every day. When I ride by Burger King, Listen, we was raised on the Whoppers. You know what? Give me a double Whopper, everything, no mayonnaise. See, I already know. Okay? If I ride by Chick-fil-A, spicy chicken, onions, uh, what's it called? Onions, fries, and uh, a lemon shake if it's in season. All right? If I ride by Arby's, they have the meat. See? 
Popeyes, spicy chicken sandwich. Okay, Panera bread, cheese bagel, Dunkin' Donut. I, you know, I could eat a whole box of them donut holes. <laughs> One setting. Seriously. Because I'm a glutton. Okay? McDonald's, come on now. Ray, you know. Double quarter pounder cheese. <sighs> Here's my point. Here's my point. Paul says... And I use food as illustration, but there's stuff that come at us every day in life, and we have to be at war with it. We have to be at war with our with our pride. We have to be at war with we have to be at war with with, with our eyes and our ears, and we have to be at war with sin constantly, constantly, constantly. And guess what? It's hard with Christ. Amen. Okay. It's hard with Christ. The Bible said that if the righteous scarcely get in, what chance do the unbeliever have? Paul, Paul writing again in Ephesians, again, watch. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. How, for what? Unto good works. This is why he said, put on the whole armor of God. Put it on. Put it all on that you will be able to do what? Stand in that evil day. Okay? Let me keep going. I'm, I, I really have seven points, but I'm not going to get to all of them, I don't think. But I'm gonna, I hope I can get to three and four. Listen. Listen. Jesus. Jesus. You know what he did? You know what he did? He stooped. He stooped to the lowest place known by God. What did he do? What did he do? Think about it. He became poor. For what? For us. He became poor for us. Look at, listen to this. Listen to this. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, he was rich. He was rich. Okay? Jesus, I go, I, go to a, I go to where? To prepare a place for you. Okay? He was preparing mansions. Jesus came from a place where there, are, where there are mansions. Okay? But he says, yet for your sakes, he became poor. That, that ye through his poverty, poverty might be rich. Some of, us, some, of us, some of us are like the young man. I told y'all these. I tell y'all these stories. You know, me and Blanche. I'm catching up with Blanche. Okay, and I keep telling. I tell these stories. But the, but the young man, he had he had graduated from high school and he was well well to do. And and his father was a pastor. And he, and he said, Dad, I want a brand new Ford Mustang for my for my graduation gift. And the father gave him a Bible. Okay, the father gave him a Bible and the son took that Bible and threw it in the corner and never looked at it. Years went by. He never looked at it. his father died. His father died. He was still holding a grudge with his father. And but at the funeral, he he took the Bible to the funeral, opened it up. Guess what he found? He found a check for the price of the Mustang. Okay, some of us rich, we just we not even opening up the gifts. We're not even desiring to walk with the Lord. We we walking on our own. We trying to do life on our own. It is a tragedy. Okay, it is a tragedy. Seek the Lord while he may be found, okay? 
he may be found. Jesus came to die for our sins. He came to empower us. When you think about Jesus, when you think about the Jesus, when we think about Christmas and we think about Jesus, think about him dying to empower us. Okay? Listen. Next week, think about it. Two weeks from now, I'll be, I'll be celebrating my 11th year here, 12th year here. How about that? How about that? Amen. 12 years. I never, I, I never, listen. Never thought I'd make it. <laughs> but even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered to. Watch this. Watch this. But to minister. That's, that, that's, that ought to be the pastor's model. We, we come to minister. Ministering ain't easy. I already told y'all it ain't easy. Okay? But Jesus... Stooped. He stepped out of glory. Came down here, spit on, ridiculed, mocked, crown of thorns slammed on his head, cussed him out everywhere he went. Guess what? Still die for our sins. Amen. Still die for our sins. Still die for our sins. One more, one more, maybe two. How, how about maybe three? Okay. We talked about this. That was our lesson this morning. The great mission of the mission of God. Okay. The mission of God. What was the mission of God? How about that? To destroy the works of the devil. Think about that. What did he do that for? Not for him. He didn't have to worry about it. He was sinless. Mm-hmm. He couldn't sin. He was sinless. He had a sinless nature. He did it for us. He did it for us. You know what we try to do? We try to deal with sin. We try to deal with it on our own. It's impossible. I'm just telling you. Okay. Say, Lord, I need you. Let me give you a verse. Romans 8.3. Watch this verse. It says, for what the law could not do. And, 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 and the law, in this sense, represents we, us trying to do something on our own. Remember the rich young ruler. Rich young ruler came to the Lord. He, he, he had followed all the law. He had did all the Ten Commandments. And he said, I've done it all. And he didn't. The law can't do it. The law can't save you. The law can't deliver you. The law has no grace. The law has no mercy. The law has no love. All the law does is tell you that you're a sinner. Okay? Amen. For what the law could not do, and it was weak through the flesh. And we never, we never going to be holy enough to stand before the Lord Amen. on our own rights. Amen. Okay? Now, here we go. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh. Watch this. God, John 3, 16. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Amen. We, need a, we need a savior. Amen. We need a savior. This is why Christmas is, to, is the most wonderful time of the year for me because I can go back even in the Old Testament prophets. The Old Testament prophets, Isaiah being the greatest, said this All we like sheep have gone astray. Let me say that again Isaiah 53 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord 
How about that? And the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. Let me tell you something. There's enough iniquity and sin in this church to buck a mule. Okay? Imagine the whole world, God, a sense of the whole world was laid on. God, there's enough in here today to weigh down a mule. God died for our sins and rose from the grave. Listen, what Paul preached, you know why Paul preached it? There was no other message for him. He knew what God had done for him. God knew what Paul, God knew what, Paul knew what God had done for him and he never wavered. He never wavered. He never wavered from preaching. Okay. He never wavered. All, if you listen to Paul, read Paul, all his writing, he was trying to prepare these folks to meet the Lord. That's it. He had no other, he had no other goals. Okay. Paul said, I am determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's it. That's it. You know, Paul show up. Paul show up. Well, what do you think Paul going to preach about? Jesus Christ, him crucified. It was in the message somewhere. That's it. Somebody like, oh, he's a run trick pony. Okay. That's good company to be in. I'll tell you about Whitfield, the great Puritan preacher, Whitfield. You know, he he show up to preach and, and, and the people say, you, you, you preached on John 316 350 times. He said, why? They asked him, why are you preaching so much? He said, people need to hear it. People need to hear it. The greatest, the greatest mystery ever told. Anybody, anybody ever, any mystery folks in here? So I have to look up this stuff. You know, I, you know, I, I think Google. I don't know how them old preachers used to do it. I look up stuff because I'm not a big TV guy or anything. But I look up stuff. And one of the great mysteries of all time, you know, there was a lot of them. But me being an old prison guard type guy, this one came to mind. You know, anybody heard of Alcatraz? Alcatraz, right? You heard of Alcatraz, right? It's the, it's the prison on the island in, in, in where is it, San Francisco? And it's in the middle. And, and, and no one has reputation. No one has ever escaped. Because it's surrounded by water. And the water is sharks and all kind of stuff. So nobody's ever escaped. But three men escaped. If three men escaped. I think it's 1963. I don't know. I'm just, but they escaped. And they used spoons. And they dug an underground tunnel out. And, and then they, it says they made rafts. They had made rafts out of raincoats. Okay. And they supposedly got in these raincoat made rafts. And made it to shore. Now. Nobody knows because they can't find them. <laughs> so, so, so not long ago, they got a letter from one of the guys, supposedly a letter. Okay. In this day and age, he says, he, and, and here's what the letter says. He said, I escaped from Alcatraz June, 1962 with my brother Clarence and Frank Morris. I'm 83 years old. I'm in bad shape. I have cancer. Yes, we all made it that night, but barely. Still a mystery. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a story that's not a mystery. How about that? Let me tell you a story that we got the answers to. It's not a mystery. It, 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 it's, it's not a mystery to me. Shouldn't be a mystery to anybody here that know the Lord and love Him. Paul says this. He says this in 1 Timothy 3.16. He said, and without controversy. Now we're talking about the greatest mystery ever seen. Jesus. 
Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. That's a mystery. The mystery of godliness. How about that? How about that? Watch what Paul says. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in glory. Mystery solved. Okay? He was manifest in the flesh. In the beginning, what? Was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh. Amen. Justified in the spirit. He was justified in the spirit. You know what that's saying? He was resurrected. Okay? He was resurrected. He was justified in the spirit. The spirit raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Justified. Seen of angels. How about that? Y'all remember them angels? When that cat, when that tomb opened up, them two angels sat up on that on that stone, that stone that had rolled away, mysteriously rolled away, and they was all white. They was in all white. Okay. Scene of angels. Amen. Priest. How about that? Priests on the Gentiles. Remember, the Gentiles were without God, without God in the world. That's a crazy place to be. Amen. But Paul was called by God to preach the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified to the Gentiles. So Paul's talking about how the mystery. When he said it, ain't nobody going to have no excuse. You can sit here, you can be online or on, on Facebook and say, well, you know, no, 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 no. Preached unto Gentiles. No, there's see, see, there's nobody in the world who don't know the story of Jesus. Amen. See, this is why I don't have problems. People say, ah, oh, you know, Walmart and, and Walgreens and Target and Coles and you know they they commercialize Christmas. They doing the Lord's work because there ain't nowhere you can go this time of year and not be reminded that you need a Savior. There's nowhere you can go and there is nowhere you can go and not be reminded that Jesus Christ was born. Maybe not on Christmas. You, you know, you can use that lame excuse and say, well, the reason I don't believe because he wasn't born on Christmas. We're not saying he wasn't born on Christmas. Amen. We were saying he was born. I'm not celebrating him born on Christmas. Okay? I'm celebrating the fact that he was born. All right? And Paul says, listen, not only was he manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto Gentiles. How about this? And this ought to, this ought to be the one. He was received up mm-hmm. in glory. Amen. Okay? Now, one more thing needs to happen. He's coming back. Okay? He's coming back. He's coming back. All right. Last but not least. The most wonderful blessing ever known to man was the day or the hour or the minute that God opened your eyes to your need of a Savior. And you received Jesus Christ as Lord. Paul, uh, John, John, the gospel of John. Remember John, John, John is a disciple that Jesus loved. Jesus loved him some John. And we talked about this this morning in, in Sunday school a little bit. In John 10, 10, watch this now. He says, he says, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. Okay. 
He says, I am come that ye, that they may have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. Okay? When, 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 when Ray got married, let me tell y'all something. When Ray got married, it was a great day for me. It was one of the great days in my life. Let me tell you, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. God blesses marriages. Amen. Okay? God blesses marriages. When, 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 a, when a man and a woman unite in marriage, you know, they're saying in, in, in a sense, you know what? We want to be right before the eyes of God. Amen. I'm just saying. Amen. The Bible says the thief, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Now he's talking about you know, see, a lot of times we look at that verse, we're thinking about a thief coming from, you know, that's coming from the outside. No, 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 no. This is an inside job. This verse is talking about two types of pastors. Okay? It's talking about two types of pastors. One who come into a church, sugarcoat the message, say, tell you everything you want to hear. He's looking around the church. Oh, Okay, we got some folks over there, you know. We got some people over here that like this. So, you know, okay, I'm, I got to preach around all y'all's mess. Okay? Is anybody being blessed by that? Is anybody being strengthened by that? Some folks God will send to you to preach the gospel too, so maybe they can be delivered. Maybe God will send you a group of folks that, that are lost that need to hear the truth. Well, I don't want to offend them because I want them to come back and they look like they got money, so... Uh See? See, that's a thief. He's in it for profit. He's in it for for a salary. Mm -hmm. He's a hireling. And he's been hired. They hired him. Hey, look, we hired you and we're going to... Here's what we want to hear. Okay? And we got some folks in here that, you know, and I've heard it, you know, we got some folks in here that do this. We got some folks here to do that. We got some folks here to do this. And we got some folks here to do that. Don't, don't say nothing about it because they're some of our biggest givers. That ain't what Jesus come for. Amen. Okay. See, see there's, a, there's a verse of scripture. I don't know where it is, but it said, foxes have holes. Mm-hmm. Birds of the air have nests. But the son of man have nowhere to rest ahead. Me, he not, I'm not doing this. For profit. Amen. Okay, Jesus might have been the first non-profit. How about that? I don't think that I don't think that lines up, but watch what it says. Watch what the verse says. Watch what it says. I am come. See, the, the thief cometh not but but for the steal, killing, destroy. He not, he not, he not healing nobody. He don't have a healing message. He he's not he's not helping anybody. Matter of fact, he's destroying people. A lot of churches are empty because of these type of preachers. A lot of folks don't come to church anymore because when you talk, even if you just talk to people, you just mention preacher and they say, well, what kind of, what, he got a Cadillac, he got women in the church, and, and, he, and he take all the money. See, see, that's almost a reputation anymore. Okay? Because they've lined them up. But Jesus said, I come, watch this, that they might have life. Mm-hmm. That they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. 
Okay. How do we have abundant life? Jesus is not coming and promise you. Like I tell people, he didn't die on a cross for, for the church to make money or for preachers to make money. He died on a cross for us to be saved so we can live life more abundantly. You know when that more abundant life comes? You might not live an abundant life here. Okay? Your abundance will come when you die and you take your last breath and your abundant life will begin. I see. For, oh, talking. Here you go. I thought you was going to get through a whole sermon. I'll talk about dying. Listen to me, son. Okay? You leave it here. Okay? My nephew passed away. His funeral was yesterday. Listen, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I know who was preaching. I know what they were saying. I don't want to hear that. Okay? Didn't care about the things of God. Didn't care about the Lord. Didn't care about none of that stuff. I don't want to hear it. And you're not helping. You're not helping people. When you got a church full of people who lost, all wearing masks, all scared to death about dying, and you tell them everything all right. Okay? And that mask ain't doing nothing. Just decoration. Blanche got it on. It's just decoration. Look good on you. Okay? Wear, uh, you know, I folk wearing two, three of them. They tell me, you know, I gotta, I go to a nursing home visit. I gotta wear a mask. I gotta wear an N95. See, you know, you know, I got the real thing. I got some N95s in the car, Blanche. I'll get you a couple of them. You know, they got the metal bar across the nose, and you can't breathe. I tell them people, listen, I'm not gonna be here long, okay? This is gonna be a real short visit, but I got an N95 on, sucking all the air out of me, and I gotta wear a shield and gloves, okay? It ain't doing nothing neither. I tell them that. Listen, I tell them I'm triple maxed. Okay? I got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. All right? I'm triple vaxxed. Amen. So we ain't never heard nobody getting triple vaxxed. Ain't you got your you young? They had you got all three of them? All? Yeah, I got them all. All at the same time. <laughs> all right, stop. I'm trying to finish. Listen. <laughs> For God sent not his son into the world. Okay. To condemn the world. Here we go. Most wonderful blessing of all. But that the world through him. Might be saved. Amen. How about that? How about that? All right. All right. All right. I'm, 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 I'm done. Honestly. I'm done. The most powerful force the most powerful words ever ever spoken now we we studied it in sunday school so i do so sylvia didn't make sunday school so i did this this is sylvia's sunday school lesson luke 2 watch this now now we remember simeon simeon was old man he was waiting on the lord he was waiting for the consolation to come he was waiting for the, the messiah to be born and then once the messiah was born he was able to die but once simeon seen the messiah he said this in verse 34 and Simeon blessed them, okay, and said unto Mary, his mother, behold, talking about Jesus, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. How about that? Last verse. All right. Let me, let me, let me, let me share what that's saying. This child, Jesus, whether you accept him or reject him, you fall in his category, okay? Because one day, you're going to have to answer 
to an all-knowing, Christ, holy God, what you did with the knowledge that you had of Jesus Christ. Did you receive him as Lord and Savior or did you reject him? Okay? And if you rejected him, you're going to fall. And if you received him, you're going to rise. But he is the author of the rising and the falling of many, of many, of many. Let's not, let's not reject the Lord. Let's not reject the Lord. Proverbs, my last verse, Proverbs 10.29. Is that close? The way of the Lord is strength to the upright. Let me say that again. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright. But destruction shall follow or destruction shall be to all workers of iniquity. Precious Lord, thank you for this for this day. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the people of God. Thank you for our church. Thank you for the doors still being open. And we pray for churches throughout this country, especially those in Kentucky, Illinois, Tennessee, that were destroyed. The building was, but the church will go on. We pray for those families. There's still over 100 people still missing. How about that? God, we pray that those folks looking for them bodies would find them so those families can get closure. Amen. But most of all, Father, we pray that those folks that died in that and that are still missing before that tornado hit have received you as Lord and Savior. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.